Will you join in that historic effort? In the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to part two of Scott Chower. Uh, this section here, we're going to be talking about the JFK assassination, uh, the cover-up part. We already talked about in part one, uh, those who uh, would want to kill Kennedy, uh, those who, um, why would they want to kill Kennedy and uh, the assassination itself. And then in this part here, we're going to talk about the cover-up uh, and um, our final conclusions and then the uh, the uh, topic for next week as well as the scotch. Ooh. Whoa. All right. Um, do you want to start off? Your old face. Your old oh, face. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> it's Mike, a jump. He's obviously never had an orgasm because guys yeah. don't sound like that. <laughs> he's jumped to, con- and then the, yeah, the other guy had to jump to conclusions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm jumping to the conclusion. Dude, you have got no old face. Okay. So. Uh, do you want to start with the, with uh, talking about the cover up here or should we just kind of keep doing what we're doing? Keep doing what we're doing. So as we continue here, we're really talking about who had the power and the ability to cover this up. All the major players had put their cards in hands that they expected to deliver a winning bet. Uh, luckily they had an eighth shooter, possibly this one perspective. There's no, uh, guarantee this is the, uh, option, but this is one, uh, perspective is that there were eight shooters and the eighth shooter is the one who finally was able and, and very sadly able to terminate Kennedy. And with that, though, you have all these pieces of evidence everywhere. Now, in modern days, this happens. Our video technology, everyone with their smartphones, nobody gets away with this. Um, they're only lucky. <laughs> it has to be done much more complex. They're only lucky. No one's no one gets away with that. Um, what is what I'm saying? I think, I think it would be harder for for the the, uh, the Pope for, had like twelve inch plate glass around his car after Kennedy. People were smarter mostly, and uh, <laughs> with that though, um, different technological warfare perhaps is what's really employed, not bullets. The piece is though here is that the people who had the ability to cover up if there was a cover-up, were just that the people who were empowered also to commit the act of heresy, um, treason really is what it was, 
and that's truth. Um, they committed a crime against their own government, their own nation, and yet they were the ones who possibly had the perfect opportunity to hide valuable information to replace a body with another person who ironically went missing about that same time. Yeah, so <laughs> just just real, real quick re recap because you did it good job uh the the major players were the mafia the cia the global elites um corporate giant uh, corporate uh businessmen and uh the bankers right did i miss anybody there cia um, you got the cia did I get, i'll do the cia again you got the cia that's i think the big answer not that others weren't involved uh people who had something to lose could have been involved right could have been involved and uh so Oh, and the FBI, because J. Edgar Hoover, he would have lost millions if JFK lived. And uh, also, he wanted to, JFK wanted to fire J. Edgar Hoover, which I did not include in part one. Well, but it makes a good point why we brought up J. Edgar Hoover, the <laughs> founding father of the FBI. Right. I think J. Edgar Hoover, honestly, in my opinion, uh, revisiting a little piece of his history, I actually do think he started straight, uh, straight-laced and honest, and then... Just got uh, corrupt somewhere down the road. Twisted. As I, as my uh, dad used to say, absolute power absolutely corrupts people or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Give me the power. I'll let you know. <laughs> absolute power corrupts absolutely. Anyway. Give me a billion dollars. I'll try to prove you wrong. You might prove yourself right. I just need a billion dollars and the bed's on. <laughs> so another one of the major players here, which happens to be with the uh, FBI, happens to be George Herbert Walker Bush, who was a junior agent. This is supposedly his operation. Uh, there was eight, uh, supposedly due to the documentary that we watched, there was eight uh, shooter groups uh, on during the assassination. Four shooter groups, eight shooters. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then there, I think that's it. So I think we got up to the point of the assassination. Now we're starting to cover up. Um, with the cover up here, one of the things that we need to talk about is... Um, the uh, the killing of Tibbet, Officer Tibbet. This is a kind of a weird thing that happened with Officer Tibbet. Um, a lot of people believe, or I, I should say, the Warren Commission says that Lee Ozzy Ar Har uh, Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, killed Tibbet. But killed if Tibbet. if you look at the time frames and the and the amount of area he has to he has to cross. This would be pretty much be almost impossible for him to do. Flash. Whoa. Flash. <laughs> um, so here, um, according to this document, uh, this documentary, it was actually G. Gordon Liddy, who was working with the CIA at the time, that killed Officer Tibbet. Um, and I, I know, like, I didn't. I probably should have done a little bit of research, but I know I've heard of G. Gordon Liddy before. I think he was just uh, wasn't he, didn't he used to be a talk show radio. Uh, Radio talk show host. I can't remember. I think he used to be. I don't know. Uh, any case, but he supposedly works for the CIA. He's the one who actually shot Tibbet, and he kind of screwed up because he was supposed to shoot Tibbet in the temple of the brain. Yes. Uh, or actually, no, he was supposed to shoot him from behind because it was supposed to look like a uh, uh, a bullet from the back of the head with an exit wound in the front. 
Uh, but instead, he ended up shooting him in the temple, kind of like how Jeff Kinney, Kennedy got shot. And he also shot him multiple other other places. Yeah, that's the real problem. <laughs> evidence, evidence, one shot, one kill. That's what we learn. Like, one shot, one kill. So, apparently, Tibbetts' body went to uh, the Methodist Hospital. But, oddly enough, somebody showed up there and they moved his body from Methodist Hospital to... immediately. Immediately to Parkland Hospital. Why would anyone do that to someone who looks exactly like JFK? Well, you bring up a good point because his <laughs> his other officer buddies used to joke around calling him JFK. Because he might have been a body that could be a replacement body. A replacement body. He looks similar had, enough. Same height, same age. If roughly. you had eight killers who you knew were going to destroy a body most likely, so you just really planned on having a cadaver a on double. board? Yeah. <gasps> Man, if this guy hadn't screwed up and just shot the one shot where he was supposed to, they could have hidden a lot. Exactly. <laughs> so and this guy's it, the big, biggest epic fail. Like, yes, conspiracy theory wise, if this is what happened according to this documentary, we're not saying this is what happened. We're saying according to this documentary, this yes. might have been what happened. So according to the documentary, if this is what happened, Liddy bleeped up. Big time because this screwed up the whole narrative that they were trying to do. This guy shit sideways. All right. <laughs> now, because he screwed up so bad, they had to bring in a, uh, very, a plastic, a very good plastic surgeon that worked famous. on kids that worked on cadavers. Yeah. This is what he did. He got paid for a living to make people who were dead and destroyed look like they weren't dead or destroyed. And his name was, uh, John Liggett. Yes. Liggett. So Liggett went to Parkland Hospital and was uh, eventually moved over to Air Force Two, according to this documentary. Now, for those of you who don't know, there's always Air Force One and there's Air Force Two. Theoretically, there's always Air Force One and Air Force Two. Normally, all of the prime pieces are on Air Force One. For some other reason, though... Yeah, the VP flies on Air Force Two. Yeah, for some other reason, though, Kennedy, the dead-slash-not-so-dead president is on Air Force Two with this other cadaver. So, yeah, you're making a good point here. So when they go to, um, when they leave Parkland, when I should say the U.S. government or the, the CIA or whoever it was there, Secret Service, that illegally took JFK's body from Parkland Hospital for the uh, to stop them from doing the autopsy, um, they willed him or took him to the airport. And at the same time, through all that commotion, they also snick, snuck out Tibbetts' body from, from Park Lane Hospital, according to this documentary. When they get there, Tibbetts', uh, Tibbetts body arrives before JFK's body and before the, the mass majority of people. They put that body onto Air Force Two. When everyone arrives, the Secret Service, one of the Secret Service guys says, everybody has to go on to Air Force One to witness the uh, the oath of office for LBJ. Weird. I know, right? That Why is, would you want everyone's eyes to get off of where that body is going to go? Because it's supposed to be on Air Force One and it ends up on Air Force Two. Right. And, That's a good reason. <laughs> and then JFK's body does end up on Air Force Two. And then Liggett apparently knows like he is foobard. 
he sees both bodies and he's like, hell no, I cannot make yeah. Tibbet look like JFK. Brains missing, pieces missing. So he does his best. He tries stitching brain together. <laughs> he does his best job trying to piece together his face and everything to make it look more like JFK's receding hairline and all that stuff. And uh, because he knew he couldn't, he couldn't replicate what they wanted. He he thought the best way to do it is to give a botched job to make it look like it was incompetence uh, to to be able to pass it off. It really made me think of the movie Face Off, by the way, because like I was thinking, man, during this year in American history where JFK was assassinated, science wasn't quite there. You jump back, you know, forward a couple of decades and all of a sudden Face Off, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage could be the same person. <laughs> <laughs> now, while all this is going on, right? Yeah, you're exactly right with Face Off. I'm no, sorry. I'm just saying it wouldn't be that hard for someone who's made to whose job it is to make dead people look alive to also know i need to make the hairline recede right. i need to change I, this yeah. guy always had a close shave they, i need to stain teeth they change put like teeth. A, yeah they change his teeth or his gum line or something like that yeah. put him by like uh, wax or something yeah. in there I forget all what they sorts said. of things yeah. they did all sorts of things all possible by the way um and uh yeah it's just interesting and i think one of the biggest one of the biggest points here, they're saying that Tibbet was the body that was used or seen um, going forward, was Jackie Kennedy saying that that's not my husband. Now, here's the one argument I will make, because I, I do think she would know her husband. But the one argument I would make is that someone who's grieving doesn't want to believe it and would also say, like, a, a, you know, you see the, the person you love most on this planet dead in a coffin you still have some hope that it's not possible. That's not mine. I'm just saying. I I, I see what you're saying. I mean, see, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that she probably wasn't emotional, but it, uh, I'm just I I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying the hypothesis I'll, is wrong. I'll say, I'll say that there is there I'm is a there is plausibility there. There is possible doubt. Um, a lot of this has possible doubt, but there's also possibility that it could have happened. No, I agree. I'm just saying I could see her being there and, and just having this glimpse of hope that the person she loved most on this planet wasn't the person she was looking at. Not so much. She's literally saying it's not now in this story, in this hypothesis, in this documentary, that is not what she's saying. And I absolutely can see that too. Uh, someone who's the closest to you would be able to say that and they'll try to convince her it was otherwise. Ultimately, though, she never came out and said something one way or another. And I'm guessing that's because a lot of highly paid shrinks convinced her just she needed to let go. And that is also true. That yeah, might be. So here we need to also talk about Oswald. What happened to him during this time frame? He got framed you like know, a mofo. Not only did he get framed, and he actually knew he was in trouble. He tried. He did some things to try to like prolong his own life because he obviously been made some promises that were never going to come through. With, however, didn't matter because he ends up dead. What I would know. you do? What would you? Who do? killed the guy? I mean, I don't Jack know. Ruby, who yeah. has connections to the CIA. Yeah, and, and, the, mob. and, the, and mob. the mob. And the mob. Yeah, and the mob. No. Oh, and we haven't really talked too much about the mob here, right? Uh, we did talk about how Jack Kennedy went to the mob to, you know, get a get a uh, um, uh, get a hit called off of him. Uh, so, but then, so they gave up, or the price of JFK's dad gave up was was JFK. JFK played along with the mafia for a little bit, saying like acting like they're buddy buddies, and so the so the mob supposedly helped JFK get elected. 
and JFK uh, reneged on the deal with the mafia, wanted to clear out the mafia as well as the CIA. I think there's two sides to that. And I think what really needs to be considered, though, is this is the piece where the Kennedy brothers knew how dirty and how evil, and I'm going to use the term evil, their father was. And that's what actually drove them to this ideal of real American pride, honesty, and truth. I would agree with that. So I just want to make sure we reiterate that Ruby, yes, was tied to the mafia, and the mafia also wanted uh, JFK to die, and they were also intertwined with the CIA. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's all, obviously, that's all <laughs> documented. That's not in question um, as far as their ties to one another. Uh, the actions they all took with one another is Another side. The other piece I really want to point out, though, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is that when you think about privilege, as much as the Kennedy brothers may have hated their father's ties to the mob and all of their father's wrongdoing, because of all that father's wrongdoing, they were giving the money, the backing, the power, the education, and the relationships and ties they needed to actually do good. So I think they may have also taken some things for granted. Possible. Very, very possible. And um, if we if we look at Oswald, right, there is the CIA agent that was being passed off as Oswald, building that background. Uh, Oswald was supposedly um, handing out pro-Cuba documentations, which happens to be in the same building of a CIA office. I'm just going to say they should have made him look a little bit more like Oswald like now with new technology idiots. Come on, make him look the same. He did better but, with Kennedy. I mean, I mean, what is the likelihood that the so-called pro-Cuba movement happens to be in the same office building as a CIA office? Hmm. Sugar. I'm going to say it's pretty good. Sugar. <laughs> Sugar. Yeah. Sugar's getting real expensive right about me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, there's just like way too many uh, coincidences or connections that can be made here. Um, is there anything else? Uh, did, we, did we skip anything on the cover up here? I'm sure we probably did. I mean, the there Warren Commission. There are lots of things we would, should, and uh, don't ever want to know about the cover up. And part of it is just the devious nature of certain facts that are now proven, but were obviously covered up by people put in positions of power and entrusted with American tax dollars, hope, uh, faith, and uh, man, these guys are worse than the uh, Catholic priests and bishops who do <laughs> naughty things. Very true. They do naughty things. People of power. Hmm. Mm. Give me some power. I'll let me test the theory. <laughs> I will say this too. There's a, something we probably didn't cover also in the Warren report though, is that a lot of witnesses' testimonies were changed. Uh, not only changed, but dramatically with video evidence showing the changes. <laughs> like, uh, wait a minute. So at first you saw this. This is literally what you saw. But now later you're testifying this. Which one should stand? The one that was immediate and on the spot that happened right after the death or the one that is said later? I'm thinking the one that should have stuck was the first one, not the second. Yeah, but obviously they've all went around changing it. And why? Here, here's a. Here's, I mean, here's a question: Why would someone want to change their statement a year later or however months later it was with the Warren Commission? Uh, threats. Threats. Yeah, people were dropping off like flies. Which, 
uh, is if we're not going to talk, if we're going to kind of uh, in the the cover up there, this will lead me to our next sec- uh, section here, where I'm going to say like, um, if people are dropping off like flies with the Warren Commission, this kind of reminds me of January sixth. How is it there is a bunch of Capitol Police people randomly dying? I don't know, but you know what else is interesting is that when I think of flies dropping because I use my Area 51 fly swatter. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens, baby. So here I just kind of want to bring up the some of the similarities between Trump and JFK. Um, JFK, he did uh, um, create the Special Forces branches with uh, the Green Berets and the Navy SEALs, but it wasn't for us to go out into foreign countries to topple governments. It was meant and designed to stay here domestically to protect us from um, corrupt government officials. I think there's two sides to that because usually those top end branches are actually the ones who are also sent elsewhere to minimize Mm. threats. But nonetheless, minimize threats. Now, in that day, were those threats foreign or abroad? Maybe abroad. Maybe abroad. Et cetera. The CIA. But in any case, it was they were set up to protect America, and um, obviously, I think if we go and start looking at what happened with America from then to now, um, that was probably a very noble thing, especially what he was trying to do by getting rid of the CIA and other things. Um, Trump is a very big, I guess, fan of JFK, and uh, with that, he also believed with uh, believed in the uh, special uh, forces as well, which is why he put Mark Esper in charge of the uh, of the uh, U.S. special forces. Uh, and um, I, I know I printed out an article, but um, really it was just more about trying to make that connection between him and JFK. And that article talks about it, but we don't need to really share or talk about that too much. Um, some of the other things that, that there is a uh, uh, some connections here with uh, Trump uh, and the uh, and JFK here is that um, this brings in the seventeenth letter of the alphabet. I know if I say it, we could probably get in trouble on YouTube. Question: does, uh, Man, what question could I ask that would ask what question the letters the word started with? I don't know. Uh, it starts with uh, the the question? that letter question. Yeah, question. Yeah, question. yeah, I think it might start with you know. What starts it, with the, question. Starts with a question. Yeah. yeah, good. All right, so um, I did print out. Like I said, I printed out some stuff here. <laughs> Come on, dude, that was a good cover up. Almost as good as the CIA. Right actually, there. it was so good that I didn't catch it at first. <laughs> God damn it, man! <laughs> I had that one framed. <laughs> I know you did. I'm like, huh? I'm like, question, 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 question. <laughs> yeah. It's a good question. We're just wondering what letter that could be. So uh, in the uh, question drops here, um, question drop number 92, uh, it talks about like, uh, why was JFK released? They're talking about the files. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then right before there, I mean, if you read the whole thing, it talks about basically the Vegas shooting at the very beginning, but right when it gets closer to the part about JFK in there, it says, was there only one shooter? Why was JFK released? Uh, what uh, what do the JFK files re- infer? I think if we talk about, I think most of the things we talked about right here, 
is talking about what those JFK files infer. It's talking about the CIA is corrupt. Our government is corrupt. There are corrupt elements in our government, uh, and they're the ones who are killing and doing some of these hor horrific things. I mean, this is all hypothetical. This is a hypothesis. This is a query, and it could be random. Um, but at the same time, no one questions that good people do bad things or that people in power will abuse that power. Yeah. I, and then, obviously, these are all, this This whole thing is a query, right? It's all just, uh, all of us. Just, Random we're just, stuff being We're just speculating. There. CIA, we're not here. We're not blaming you. We're not saying you, if anything, maybe make me part. No, just joking. Dude, <laughs> I said, <laughs> give me the cards. Give me the, no, just joking. Start with the watch. That'll <laughs> be my first hand. Give me the time. Uh, for anyone who is watching, I am not suicidal. <laughs> I do not want to commit suicide. No shit, man. In case Hillary watches, man. Oh. Mm. I don't want to be Arkansas. So, any case here, uh, in the uh, question drop 15, um, it says it talks about what the deep state was, what they've done and what they've learned. It says uh, a deep cleaning is occurring and the prevention and defense of pure evil is occurring on a daily basis. And they, were, they never thought they would lose control of the presidency, not just the D's. And they thought they had control making, uh, they, they thought they had control since making past mistakes. And in brackets, their past mistakes were JFK and how they screwed up that assassination and Reagan. Hmm. Remember, Reagan was shot. And uh, for those of you who don't remember or the younger viewers, Reagan, uh, President Reagan was shot. Um, and uh, that kind of changed some of the direction of his presidency. Um. It's also tragic because uh, a lot of people consider Reagan a puppet. This is the guy who stopped the Cold War because of his presence alone. Exactly. And then uh, in question drop 121, here it says, how are JFK, Reagan, and Trump different from the rest? Why did JFK surround himself with family much like POTUS? At this current time, POTUS was Trump. So in this question drop here, they're saying, how was it that JFK, Reagan, and Trump were all different from all the all the other presidents up, you know, around that, you know, from basically Trump to when JFK was around? Well, if you really think about them, all the other ones are probably deep state. They were all tied into some kind of it, part of the elites taking advantage of the masses. That's what I'm talking about. Make me elite. <laughs> But I think they all had, I think all three of them had that, um, that ideal about what Americanism is, what our constitution means and, and to be peaceful and to go out and, and it's the bill of goods that you said that our forefathers sold us. At some point in time, each one of these individuals was facing a secret society, whether that be the skulls, the crossbones, anyone else, uh, skull and crossbones. Um, and they were never expected to win or get to a position of power, but did. I, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, let's see here. There's another one here that says, I just want to only bring up, I think maybe one more. Oh, here, here's one. Um. It's talking about, I think this is on question drop, like 180, uh, 1,083. 
Um, it says here, POTUS and JFK Jr. relationship, plane crash 1999, HRC Senate. Uh, she won the Senate in 2000. Because at that time, uh, JFK Jr., he actually had political aspirations, and all of a sudden he, his plane crashes over Martha, Martha's Vineyard. Um, and then um, also there are actually pictures floating around uh, when of uh, some of being inside of one of the helicopters that Trump was in when he was president, uh, where a person's wearing a uniform, and a lot of the people who follow these question drops believe that JFK Jr. is still alive, okay. alive and kicking. I mean, let's see the scene about Michael Jackson, bro. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just want to see you dance again, Michael. Please. I think the, the another one here I want to pull up here happens to be off of uh, the question drop 3735, I believe. And it talks here about um, also think white squall, white squall re Cuban missile crisis JFK. Do comms only go to anons bigger than you can imagine? Expand your thinking. And here I put it a side note is. There was, was there possible, uh, because we know JFK wanted to give out the olive branch and work side by side with Klesnikov of the Soviet Union. So was there back channel comms between JFK and Klesnikov to help resolve the Cuban Missile Crisis? And if that's the case, if this is if that's what they're kind of sort of hinting here, was there a possibility during because this? This whole time frame, right? Trump is in office. They're pushing the Russian collusion and uh, and the Ru and pushing for Russian war and all that stuff. Was there a possible back channels between Trump and Putin? We already know that. I mean, wow. that's how you already know that somebody else was trying to create a war between us and Russia economically, and that it wasn't Trump. And then Trump stalled that, and now all of a sudden the tensions are there again. Yeah. What? What? How would you start that? Would you close an American pipeline? That's what I would do. Yeah, possibly. Damn. Wait a minute. What did Biden do right after he got in? Did he close uh, uh, yeah, he did. He closed the pipeline. Damn. What? And, oh, he, and then he laughed and told people that he needed to learn how to do something else. You know what, though? He did that because he wanted to go to save the world and so that we would go electric cars. You know what I read? I read a really interesting article. I know this has nothing to do with this topic and definitely <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with uh, what we were just talking about. But do you know that there have been more power outages long term in the past two years than they were in the previous decade? And there have been more in the past decade than there were in the past two decades. And that it's anticipated that because of all the electric cars and no fossil fuels to burn to create electricity for the electric cars, that we're going to continue to see these issues but only get worse for the next 20 years because it takes 10 years to create a nuclear power plant but we've reduced our income of fossil fuel um but we're expecting to create yes. a greater output of electric well here we just have to look at what the green new deal is that the democrats or the elites are trying to put into play uh or even look at the great reset by the world economic forum let's go back to the previous one the great green deal who benefits? Not us, not the people. No. Who were the rich behind it? Follow the money. I think follow the trillions. I think I think that's what we were talking about at the very beginning here. Follow the trillions. 
Follow the trillions, you'll find out who killed Kennedy. Follow the trillions, you'll see who's been setting up Trump. Uh, follow the trillions, see who's trying to make America fail again because we don't have the electric output to power a society of electric cars at this point. But we've done nothing to increase our electric output That's sustainably. We are not doing anything sustainably. Why? Obama, I will never forget. I thought Obama was actually a decent president. No, I'm not kidding. The one thing I will never forgive I him for. I from the start, but. I didn't. I actually thought he was a pretty decent guy. And the one thing, though, I will never forgive him for is that when he was going out and giving his speeches before he was elected, his promise was that he was going to reduce the consumption of fossil fuels. I actually agree with this. But he was going to do that by production of more nuclear power plants to offset the need for electricity that did not happen he actually there were more uh nuclear power plants that decreased and were reduced in number than were increased and a nuclear power plant takes 10 years to build okay you're making your point there they're, there's not enough energy they're not building anymore they're not going to build anymore my point being they don't want you to have a car we get to our current standpoint of the great green bill the energy the new this new green the deal. new green deal they don't want you to have a car they don't want you to eat meat they don't want you to have a living they don't want you to fly they don't want you to vacation they don't want you to have any of these things well, they tried with COVID, but they failed. So what will they do next, ladies and gentlemen? That is something you get to decide and uh, kind of assess for yourself. Why was something that killed fewer people than the flu every year something that shut down the world's economy? All right, getting back to JFK and Trump. It's all the same, man. Who's next? I, I get that. So are there any other parallels that you want to make between JFK and Trump? If Trump were reelected, you could probably assume there would be a hit on his head. I wouldn't doubt that. I think that's why if, and this is a big if, um, if the way uh, some people believe, he is still in charge and he's still the president, but he's working through war powers. Anything's possible. What I will say, one thing I want to really consider is I But he has to take out all deep state because otherwise he won't be safe. His family won't be safe. We won't be safe. Nobody will be safe. Right. When you think about personality types, was Trump an introvert or an extrovert? I think he was an extrovert when it came to doing business and having to do that, do that type, do those types of things when he had to be uh, in the spotlight. But I think he's really more of an introvert and a family man. Man, look at the big brain on Noah. So I'm not sure how much you've studied this. I've had people who have tried to teach me this, and I've done what I can to learn. Um, there are what we call cuspers, people who can literally switch back and forth. INJTs or TJs, INJT versus EN. JTs or TJs, but um, introverts versus extroverts. And I think that Kennedy was one of these. It's built upon his charisma. He was more on the extrovert side. I think Trump was one of these too. Also a cusper, but more on the introvert side. I think you saw this. What is unique about these individuals is they are great at making enemies because whichever side they're on, they sell you and then they're honest and people don't want the truth. A few good men is a prime example and it's real and nobody you wants want the truth. Face. You can't handle that, that truth. That is real. All of the weak people that were built upon, you talked about society and what happened after World War II. I'm going to go sit in the corner and cry. You made me upset. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> All right, man. Well, here's your trophy for being the weakest piece of turd. <laughs> Do I get a trophy for participating in this podcast? Uh, no, but you get 
a trophy for crying in the corner. <laughs> Nonetheless, my pronouns are he and they. <laughs> um, sir, you were driving alone in <laughs> the carpool lane. Oh, what do you mean, they? There's only one of you here. I sent you that. Did I send you that? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I did remember. That's such a funny thing by Babylon. They, I'm a they, them, and they are with me. Who's they? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I got you totally sidetracked there. You didn't get me sidetracked. That was my point, is that we've gotten to this point where you guys, the viewers, the public, really have to really consider, just do it for yourselves. It's not us trying to sell you on this particular documentary or any other but keep your mind open keep your eyes open just really consider the possibilities realize that uh power See something say something <laughs> wake not woke <laughs> but nonetheless uh you know make decisions <laughs> decision decisions for yourself decide what's right and what's wrong go get a vaccine or don't but don't expect everyone to go do that go get a booster or don't but don't expect the ones that are still alive to go do that like make good choices um and don't bind other people to that i love um the fact that the constitution did what uh, you know the supreme court did what i thought they should with the osha rule regulation and vaccine mandates and the reason i love this is Be because careful. can't say the you were too much all right no vagina on this show but with the other one um i think what's really important is that women should have choices with their lives everyone should have choices with their lives i don't pretend that a woman shouldn't have rights to decide what does or doesn't happen to her body i actually love that in america that is a choice and it's no different than this other viewer <laughs> Um, is that women should have that choice. And I love that about America. I love our country. I love our people. I love what we stand for. And I love the potential. Um, just please make sure you're making good choices for you and yours. I, I would probably change that up slightly. I love the ideal of America. I love the ideal of our Constitution. And I, and I believe kind of like the same aspect as maybe jfk or trump has of it yeah well i still have faith that we will be great i think gen z is doing some great things um and i can't wait to see what happens in the future all right no i agree with you sorry i was gonna say uh um i think we got to the part where we said with the parallels with trump and jfk and um so in conclusion who do you think killed jfk you know I, or what group I'm going to leave it to uh, you guys get to decide for yourselves. And usually I'm the first one to tell you who I think it was. Um, for me, man, I will not condemn any man without a solid, and I think this is part of a truth in the American justice system that's a strength and a flaw. I will not condemn or accuse anyone until I have some uh, undeniable proof of my own substantiated in hand no documentary could give me that so uh you the viewer for me get to choose that i think that's actually a great answer because here's the thing i don't know exactly who shot kennedy i'm pretty darn sure it wasn't oswald <laughs> uh, but i would say though this documentary this documentary probably gave me the most information to work with and i see as being highly probable do i know i don't know if i believe 100 that was a shooter but 
looking at the circumstance of uh, the circumstantial evidence of everything that you can put together and uh, point to and how the head flies back. I do believe that there might be something to the shot coming from the storm drain. You know, do you remember when this documentary came out? Was it 2017? It's pretty recent. 2014. 2014. So we've got, that's actually um, more impressive than not. I thought it was a little bit newer than that. Um, but nonetheless, my biggest struggle with this, and we know that when you control the press and the media that you have a certain powers, was that I'd literally seen this as it was coming to news to, to accost us with truths in movies, like in Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, or in The mm -hmm. Batman, The Dark Knight. Uh, all of a sudden, Christian Bale acting as this character goes to kill his father's killer or a killer, and that person gets killed. Why? So they couldn't speak, maybe? Um, it's interesting. So, But there's the other side, which is, eh, is this guy just going off of that because he saw it in a movie? Who knows? The timelines are so close. It could be convenient, could be inconvenient, <laughs> depending on which side of this story you stand. But I do um, think the truth is I would never want to be accused or convicted of a crime that there wasn't substantial proof of. And uh, because of that, I, I'm not going to throw out a name right now. I, I don't know. That's, that's fair. So here, here's another question for you. Um, how do you think the America has changed from before JFK's assassination to after the assassination to now? Do you think we were more innocent before? Do you think we kind of grew up during that? Do you think the country's learned a lesson? Do I we think we lost our innocence. I think the Vietnam War had a huge toll on America, a toll that psychologically impacted all. And I don't know that everyone's willing to accept that, but I think that there were those that wanted the ideal America, uh, a real, true, free America. And then there were those who uh, didn't give a rat's toot about the same. And I don't think that that changes. I think there's cycles. And the only way to really ever solve the problem isn't to bring everyone up to those with powers power, but to limit those with powers ability to use that power. And I think that's what Kennedy's goal was. I think long term, he could have had a very positive impact. I look at the last two years and I also question Man, America was great two years ago. Now, not so great. Inflation is terrible. I, I couldn't go buy a new car at sticker price if I wanted to. I can't even go buy a used car at a used car price. They're as much as new cars three years old. Uh, the meat I'm buying is 30% more. Half the produce I'm buying is 40% more. Gas is 40% more. Uh, clothing just and textiles just started taking a recent price hike. And there's a lot that goes into that, but... Man, uh, I think uh, Kennedy's dream and his goal and his vision was to make America great. I, you're talking about ties to Trump. I think that was Trump's vision too. And man, uh, if they ever do find out who was behind COVID and uh, <laughs> everything that goes along with that, I hope that there is a uh, punishment worth that crime. I uh, 
I think that's really good. I think um, hopefully there is a punishment for that crime. Um, I do believe they, uh, JFK and Trump, they have that that in alignment, sort of, so to speak, uh, uh, having that uh, kind of uh, idealistic thought about what America could be and making America great. Um, America is not what it was a couple of years ago. I would totally agree with that. The world has changed in two years. It's uh, sad. It is. It's very sad. And um, here's what I would say about uh, as far as I'm, as far as I can see, as far you know from what I've learned from history and stuff like that. I believe that before the JFK assassination, I think we thought we were a great country. I think we thought that we could could accomplish anything, do anything. Um, we have put a man on the moon, right? When Kennedy was president still, I think he was still president when that That's happened. That's questionable. <laughs> uh, Come on, conspiracy theorist. Have we ever been to the moon? Russia has. Okay. Okay. I, I know I have questioned the moon land, the moon landing that we've seen. Oh, I've had a moon landing. <laughs> uh, but in any case, I do, I think we have been to the moon, but. The actual moon landing that we've seen on TV, I don't think that was actually real. Any what? case. A flag waving on a satellite that has no wind? That happened. Come on. <laughs> Any case, I do think that I think uh, America was a lot more innocent before the JFK assassination. And I think a lot of things changed when people started to think or started to look into the possibility that elements of our own government assassinated the president of the United States. And if that is truly the case, I think a lot of innocence and a lot of the naivety, naivete, yeah, naivete, hey, naivete uh, was lost during that time frame. And really it comes to the point of if they can kill the president, they can kill anybody. And they, and they can censor anybody. And I, I think it now makes us live in a much more dangerous world than maybe possibly before. And I mean, maybe we lived in the same type of dangerous world before. Like we weren't alive in the 50s and 60s. Make good choices. <laughs> but maybe I think, I think that, that, perspect, that, that perception has changed since then. And I think it's, it's continued to change. And I think when Trump came into office... I think that started to change to go back to the way GFK was was trying to do, doing the same things that GFK was trying to do, trying to make us great again, trying to show that we were great and that we could have a safe world and be a peaceful country with others. And um, the powers that be, obviously, we're going to lose a lot of money. The pharmaceutical companies, the telecommunication companies and mass media, CIA, other other entities, global elites, from the stuff that he was trying to implement. And I think there's a high probability those same characters or the same entities that might have been behind JFK were probably or could have been behind what happened to Trump in the elections. I mean, anything's possible. It's we possible. Have some proof already. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I think we are no longer as innocent. I think, uh, we have now have to come to the point where we have to grow up as a nation, 
become more vigilant and uh, stand up for those things that we believe in, those ideals, those the words that we believe in the Constitution of who we think we are. And if we want to be a great nation, it's going to take all of us standing up for it. Uh, the tragedy with that is that means the few have to uh, be charismatic enough to align the masses to go against the big. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me because I often joke about Texas seceding from America, right? If they do, I'm there. Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the <laughs> Make room for me, Texas. I'm joining. The truth of the matter is, I think you share a very common perspective. Uh, the truth of the matter is that's how America started. Is it wrong? What do you mean ah, by that's how we started? We seceded from England. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, literally, there are all these people who say Texas would be so terrible for doing that, but that's literally how America came to be. So you're going to be ignorant enough, to your point, of uh, saying that, oh, Texas could never secede, and then I'm going to just throw it out there. Well, that's literally how we came to be. Texas could. I know you, I know that, you know that, but most people's view is that it would be such a terrible thing. They would be wrong. They would do wrong. They would be criminal. Honestly, I mean, if you really look at the how... The Constitution it, protects Texas <laughs> for doing so. Well, they were supposed to protect the South from doing so as well, but that didn't necessarily happen either. But the powers that be... Different reasons. Slavery is a very different reason. <laughs> There's questions about it. It was money. There, the slavery was a secondary thing. It wasn't really the primary, as we were taught in school. Do your research. Any case, before people started like trying to tar and feather me for saying that. Um, any last things? You, any last thoughts you want to say about JFK? No, I uh, think it's an interesting perspective just to think about. You don't ever have to share. What would America have been like had he not been assassinated? What could have been great? What changes would he have made? What powers would it be reduced or altered within the CIA, the FBI, crime rings? Um, it, it is actually an interesting thought to think about. At the end of the day, would he have made America stronger? Would he have made America weaker? There are those sayings, and you and I have brought this up multiple times, uh, tough times create strong men. Weak men create tough times. And the cycle goes back and forth and around and around. And, uh, man, it's just interesting to think about had Kennedy created this soft, easy world for Americans would he have ultimately made the world worse? And it's also another reality. You know what he wants to face um, is that it could have gone either way. It could have. Um, I mean, I think it's great to speculate what 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 would the world be like if um, if he was successful in dismantling the FBI, the CIA, and the mafia, and along with that, the uh, ties to the deep state. I think and, that was his goal, not to dismantle the powers, but to dismantle their connections. And not only that, but then also make peace with all of our enemies, including the Soviet Union, and build together a a uh, a space exploration with the Soviet Union. And at that point, if he were to have accomplished all those things and we were to be friends with the Soviets throughout that whole time frame, instead of being in a Cold War or a perpetual war, if you will, um, the world would probably be a better place. Now, here's the struggle. 
You ready for the struggle? Sure. This is the question you got to answer that answers whether or not you can handle the struggle. You ready? I don't know. Do I want to know the truth? I don't. I mean, you want to know the truth, but do you want to know your truth? Is that what Biden did with Afghanistan? <laughs> do I have to answer this? I'm just saying, no, please don't answer it because Cause I just, just started laughing answer. when you asked me that question. Oh, yeah, you also farted and puked in your mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying it's interesting how history is twisted. And we left people to die in Afghanistan, but in some way, five years from now, is he going to be a hero for that? Just a thought. Uh, I hope not. All right. Um, oh, and also $500 billion worth of war equipment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Who's that going to go to? Wait a minute. Now, consider. It's going to go to China. China or Russia? It'll go to China. Oh, shoot. So we just, Because China's already making relations with Afghanistan as soon as we left. Did we sell that equipment to China? Mm, I would say Biden did. Oh, okay. Just a thought. One possibility. Any case. Um, so it's still going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say here, I'm the, the my wrap up here with JFK is that... Um, Regardless of who you think assassinated JFK, whether you think the CIA did it, the mafia did it, if there's a combination of the CIA and mafia, um, I would say keep an open mind, keep doing your research, um, start digging in these rabbit holes, and uh, you'll find probably that this world is a much more scary place than, than we really want to believe that it is. But at the same time, it's... People with power don't scare me. But at the same time, I honestly believe that we can make it a better place if we choose to. All right. I think part of that is brilliant, and part of that might be on the edge of ignorant is bliss. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> no, I think it's a great perspective, and I think it's a real one, and it is a truth as well. Uh, for me, thank you guys for watching this super long two-part series of us. I wasn't ready for the close close, but if you want to do the close close. Did you have something else to go over? I think we got to go over the next topic. Which one? Next week's whatever next week. Oh, we'll get there, man. I'm just like, like really just, starting oh. to, I just really am thanking all the people who stuck through two episodes. Of okay. This. I'm sorry. I, I totally no, blew you. I, no, I, 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 I apologize. Hey, it's all good. Bad me slap. It's all good. Okay. My point is just simply thank you guys who have uh, stuck around and hopefully enjoyed and we've opened your minds. That's all we're really wanting to do right here. We're not trying to sell you one answer or the other. We've given you this unique perspective of possible scientific <laughs> resolutions to the longstanding question of who killed Kennedy. And uh, I hope it just, if nothing else, you can hold everything you know in your old history textbook is true. Just... Uh, Keep an open mind. And we will do the same. If you come in and front me about uh, Biden being the best president ever, I will listen to what you have to say. All I ask is my uh, chance to review and vice versa with other presidents. I'm not saying that Biden is the best president or the worst president. All I'm saying is I want to hear your perspective and I want you to hear mine and just be okay with that. Why is it that political conversations got so ugly at the table? It's because we were taught not to talk about it. And that was the tragedy. That is what has gotten us to this point of, well, wait, which side is really better? And it's interesting because it's so easy for people who are 
I'm going to say democratic to talk about these subjects, but then they absolutely affront anyone who's Republican. Now, if I affront a Republican about their perspective, I'm not really hearing their side. And so I just try to remain open to both sides. And that's really the truth of the matter is uh, be open because it could be one party's time. It could be the other party's time. It also could be one leader's time and the other leader's time. Uh, and uh, right now, all I can say is whether I was a Democrat or not, I don't like where we've gone in the past two years. I don't like that our president is telling me that inflation isn't real um, because I thought uh, Kennedy was taking this place and this United States of America in the right direction. And I don't think his Democratic brother Biden is. That was good. Good points. Um, I would have voted for Kennedy any number of times. I might have even been like, hey, dude, let's go for three. Honestly, I don't think Democrats today would consider Kennedy a Democrat. But in any case, that's nice. That's neither here nor there at this point. Most um, people don't consider Lincoln a Republican, yet he was literally the first Republican. Well, that 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 is very true. <laughs> In any case, um, <laughs> uh, we're getting to the final wrap ups. What else yeah. do you want to say? No, so I was going to say, what is our uh, smart challenge for next week? All right, it is our year year end one here. I guess. Yeah, this is the year end, and it's uh, I'm going to try tying it to the year beginning. Um, so for my year end topic, it's going to be as of this point, the history of Batman, much like when we talked about James Bond, what's your favorite Batman actor? What's your favorite Batman movie? What's your favorite Batman song or soundtrack? Uh, the, the timeline, the storyline, was it when he was just Batman as Michael Keaton or was he the Dark Knight as Christian Bale or was it Val Kilmer or who was the best criminal? Was it... The Penguin, Danny DeVito. Was it Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze? Dude, there are so many different options here. Uh, but I really want to ask that and, uh, you know, look at the history of Batman. Was it Batman or was he the Dark Knight? And don't, you know, don't get offended if somebody's out there saying Ben Affleck played a good Dark Knight because he actually played it pretty damn well. Now, you don't have to like him as a person, but as an actor, whether or not DC Comics and Warner Brothers decides to keep him, God damn, he did a good job, uh, uh, especially with Gal and, and, yeah, and Steve and uh, all these other characters who absolutely owned Wonder Woman and Superman. Like, he did a great job, and he didn't get the same timeline. So, uh, best Batman, best criminal, best movie, why, best songs, best timeline, can go all the way back to the How about Batman best cartoon TV movie? Show, can be best cartoon movie, and then... Um, the final piece here. So you got the different actors. You've got uh, you can have different enemies versus arch enemies versus uh, compatriots if you want Catwoman or any number of other people like Robin. Um, so, but really, with the best movie, and then also is uh, man, 
do you want him to be the Batman or do you want him to be the Dark Knight? And that's my end uh, question is, at the end of the day, do you want him being the guy who takes someone he knows has murdered 10 families and bring him to court to be tried? Or do you want him to be the guy who knows he's killed 10 families and is questioning him to find out his mob ties and drops him off the bridge when he has to be let go? All right, sounds like a great topic for next week. <laughs> I mean, it's real. It, no, it is real. It is real. And I think, it, like it did, like I said, I think it sounds like a great topic for next week. Uh, what are we going to be drinking next oh, week for the peeps? So Noah has selected. No, we, we. I mean, no, dude, man, you went out and bought this. So, company bought it. It's company money. Cragenmore? Sure, Cragenmore. 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 This is. The Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, Devil Mature, distilled in 2007, bottled in 2019. Uh, it's very interesting to me the number of Double Mature Distillers editions that are 12 years old, by the way. We're looking at a 40% alcohol by volume, so 3% less than this week's Glenmorangi or the, the normal Scotch we really drinks right around that. 43%, but this is a distiller's edition, and it will be a delight. Hopefully so. I'm, I don't think we've ever tried one from that uh, distillery. It's the first. All right. Uh, any last things you want to say to the peeps? Drink responsibly. Do not drink and drive. Please leave comments. We do appreciate the comments. Got some this past week. Great to hear. I uh, really enjoyed them. Part of the long-term transition, you guys should realize we've got a plan, is that we're going to go from this Batman uh, theme of history to a new Batman movie that comes out March 4th. And uh, it, whether or not that's the Smarter Challenge or a piece of the Smarter Challenge, we'll do a movie review at minimum on it, and uh, we'll bring out a new scotch. But it's all about getting you guys to come on this journey with us. Come have an adventure. Maybe you're afraid of COVID. Maybe you're not. Uh, get out to a movie theater. Go see a movie. Enjoy life. Consider different perspectives. What's right? What's wrong? You know what? One thing I will say right now is what was right and wrong during World War One or World War Two may not be right or wrong for right now. But what I do know is great leaders are great leaders for a reason. And part of that is selflessness. Part of that is a drive and a desire to create a better environment for all. I couldn't say it better. All right. All right. Hey, uh, I'll just say thank you again for all of those who do watch our, our podcast. We do greatly appreciate you. If by chance we happen to have this uh, this uh, part two or the or this two part uh, podcast survive on YouTube, then great. Hopefully you're able to watch us there. If not, uh, then obviously if you're still watching us, then we're probably on Rumble at this point. And uh, um, if you're listening to us, we're on um, Podbean and Spotify. Uh, I just want to thank you guys. Really, really do. I honestly do thank you for especially hanging in here for this two-part series here. And uh, please leave a comment. Let us know who you think uh, partook in the assassination of uh, of JFK. Uh, if you uh, uh, any any things that go along with JFK. If you tried the Glenn Morangi 15, let us know how you feel about that. Um, I think we both gave it awesome oh, reviews, dude. Still, right now, the Cadwall Estate limited edition. Oh, delicious. 
It is delicious. Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> and uh, uh, please, once again, like, share, and subscribe. And uh, and please, please, please leave a comment. We uh, we as a, we will answer your comments, either myself or Jesse. Yeah, and let me know and, if you like the pocket squares. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, uh, if you do want to become a patron member, go and look in the comments. Uh, the very first link there takes you to Podbean Patreon. And uh, you can uh, donate as little as a dollar um, or as much as you want. Uh, that It all goes back into our podcast here to buy new equipment. Uh, hopefully one day we will be able to rent out a theater for for those who are here locally or do some kind of like gatherings if for Top you. Gun Maverick ever comes out. It's really Top Gun Maverick is where we like we tried <laughs> talking about years now. We tried <laughs> we tried talking about like other movies, but we always go back to Top Gun Maverick. So. Uh, with that, thank you guys, everyone. Hopefully you have a wonderful evening. Hopefully you enjoyed our show. Uh, same scotch hour, same scotch time. Cheers. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a Patreon member with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you, and hopefully you have a wonderful evening.